book of Luke, the Gospel of Luke tonight, in uh, Luke chapter 22. We'll look beginning at verse 31 uh, tonight. And um, we're going to look at the subject of satanic attacks, okay? And I'm not going to go in great depth. We're just going to focus here on this scripture and uh, let the Lord do with it as he may. Uh, Gospel of Luke 22, verse 31 and 32. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not, and when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. I have a message on this text talk, talking about uh, uh, removing the lumps, but we're going to look at this text completely different tonight in Luke 22. So let's, let's go to the Lord in prayer, and uh, let's get in the Word tonight. Father in heaven, we thank you that we could gather together. We thank you, Father, for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We're thankful for this time of fellowship. And really tonight, our focus, of course, is always on prayer. And tonight, I pray that you'll use the Word of God uh, to charge us and refresh us and help us. And give us something that we need tonight. May everyone leave here with a nugget of truth, something that helped them uh, for being here tonight. And then certainly, Lord, we pray that you will hear our prayers and answer them according to your will. And uh, Lord, they're big, uh, they're needy, and uh, Father, we're desperate for your help and intercession in our life and the lives of others. And so I pray, Father, for our teenagers tonight. They've already began service. Uh, they'll be getting in the preaching in a little while, and we'll be praying around that time in the middle of that message we pray for our uh, kids down the hall and kids on tonight and the babies in the nursery. And ask your hand of blessing upon all of these things. We pray this evening in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right, so we're in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 22. This is, of course, taking place right after uh, the Lord's Supper. And uh, God, Jesus institutes that and and uh, he took of the bread, you'll see in verse number 19, and gave thanks and break it, and gave unto them, saying, This is my body which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. And uh, likewise also the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood which is shed for you. Now in our text tonight is concerning Peter and uh, the Lord, what the Lord had to tell him there. Uh, that, that Satan desires to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. And that word sift means an inward agitation to try one's faith to the verge of overthrow. And so, you know, Satan cannot get the born-again believer, but he can attack, Amen. And he can, he can stir some things up within us that would cause us to be discouraged, cause us to get our eyes off the Lord, uh, really hinder our faith and our effectiveness as Christians. 
And so he desired to put, uh, to put Peter in the grist mill and pound him as, as you would flour. And the Lord is going to allow it to happen. And that's hard to understand. Sometimes, sometimes the brokenness that we suffer doesn't mean we're out of the will of God. It just means God allows that in, our, in that time of our life. Sometimes what people are going through is not meant for them to be rescued and brought out of that. It is something that the Lord is allowing them to go through, really for the point of strengthening their faith. Jesus didn't say that he would deliver Peter. He says, I will pray for you that your faith fail not. And so the Lord will allow us to go through some things that will really uh, strengthen our faith and uh, determine our measure of faith. Anybody can have great faith when everything is going perfect. But it's in the trials, it's in the tribulations, it's when things are difficult that we really see the measure of an individual's faith. So, this is all taking place after Jesus instituted the great ordinance of the church, the Lord's Supper. It's a very spiritual time, okay? It's a very spiritual time. We understand that when we are partaking of the Lord's Supper, it is a time of reverence. It's a time not to be taken lightly. It's a time for us to examine ourselves in the faith. And, and if there's sin in our life, we need to confess it and get it out. It's a, it's a spiritual time, okay? And it's happening in the Lord's Supper just a few hours before Jesus is going to be delivered to be crucified. Now, what happens, this ought to encourage every preacher, what happens immediately following this great spiritual delivery that the Lord gives and institutes this very important thing in the local church? Well, notice with me in verse number 24. And there was also a strife among them, which of them should be the greatest? I mean, I don't, you know, it doesn't say that the Lord got frustrated about that. But I, I know this, every preacher can be frustrated sometimes. You, you, you preach a, a good message and you poured your heart into it. And sometimes people do with it and you think, well, they didn't even listen, you know. I, I mean, Jesus is making this delivery and his closest, you could say, uh, his closest followers, I wouldn't say most spiritual because they really, they're waiting on the Holy Spirit, you know. But, but these closest followers, the one who had, those who had spent the most time with him, after he delivers the, uh, the, 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 the bread that was going to be, that represented his body and the blood that were, that the, the uh, cup that represented his blood that would be shed for many, they're arguing amongst themselves, I'm the best, I'm the greatest, you know. And they're, they're, there's a strife between those individuals. They're comparing, and it's never good to compare ourselves amongst each other. That's, uh, Paul writes about that in Corinthians. It's never good to compare yourself to someone else because that either makes us uh, jealous 
or, or it makes us discouraged because we're not able to do what someone else can do. Comparing, comparing one another is, is walking on dangerous ground. And notice in verse 25, Jesus responds. He said unto them, The kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship over them. And they that exercise authority upon them are called benefactors. But ye shall not be so. Jesus is saying, this is how it is in the world system. Okay, You sit around a dinner, and the greatest is the one in the recliner that everyone is serving and, and, and ministering to and making sure all his needs are met. But Jesus says it's, it's, not, it's, not that, it's not to be that way with you. He says in verse 26, He that is greatest among you, let him be as the younger, and he that is chief, as he that doth serve. I would say this, Jacob. I would say maybe the best Christian in this room tonight, you would never know it. Amen? They're not the ones to get that does it where everybody else recognizes it. They're, they're, they certainly don't do it for show. Amen? Their, their heart is given to ministering to others. And that is the lesson that Jesus is teaching here. As we come together, as we, he goes on in verse 28, he says, Ye are they which have continued with me, in my temptations. And so continuing with the Lord is something that, that we all need to strive to do. We need to continue walking by faith and continue in our relationship with the Lord and continuing down the path He has called us to. All right? That is important. It's not about us getting the attention or, or having people serve us, it's about us following the Lord. And, and being as close to him as we possibly can be. Now, Satan, he says, that is the context here. When the Lord delivers this lesson to Simon. Now, if you go back to Matthew, what you would see there is the Lord is telling him, he says, I'm going, I'm going to be delivered up and all of you are going to leave me. And Peter speaks up and he says, no, not so, Lord. He says, not so, Lord. Peter's arguing against the will of God. He says, though everyone will leave you, I will never leave you. Jesus just said, all of you are going to leave me. He says, no, we're not. I'm not going to leave you. And so the Lord speaks to Peter specifically. And he says, Simon... Behold, Satan hath desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen the brethren. I believe one of Satan's greatest tools or weapons is to get us more concerned with ourselves than anything else. And instead of Christ putting a hedge around Peter, he allows Peter to go through some sifting. 
And he says, I'm going to pray that your faith fail not. In verse 33, we see that Peter had the right attitude, but not the right heart. Because Peter's response to the Lord is, Lord, I am ready to go with thee both into prison and to death. Big words, big words. He speaks it, but the question is, very shortly we'll find, is he willing to walk it? In verse 34, you can't fool God. You can say it, you can act it, but God knows. And he said, I tell thee, Peter, the cock shall not crow this day before that thou shalt thrice deny that thou knowest me. God knows God knows what's coming around the corner. So let me give you some things tonight as we move on up to verse 54. Number one, Satan can get you to think more about yourself. While Christ has been taken away, we find Peter in verse 54. Then they took him and led him and brought him into the high priest's house. And Peter followed Afar off. Now, let me say this. Everybody else is scattered. So it, at least you can give Peter some credit. He's still following, right? But he's not, he's not following as close as he used to be. You remember, he just said, If I have to go to prison, if I have to die, I will not leave you. I will follow you. Now he's, he's still following. But he's following afar off. He's keeping his distance. Rather than being walking close to the Lord and being recognized with the Lord, he's now backed up a little bit. And listen, Bailey, the devil would love for you. You can keep following him. Just don't follow as close as you once were. He... The devil is a roaring lion, seeketh whom he be a devour. Right? Amen? He's, he's, he's seeking. He's looking who he can devour. And he's looking for those who aren't close to the Lord, but those who are just backing up a little bit, and you got some distance. I mean, yeah, they were on fire for God. They were willing to stand, and maybe they used to stand. And maybe they were bold in their faith. But something has happened, and now there's some distance between them and the Lord. And yeah, they're still coming to church, but they don't have that fire that they used to have. They don't have that zeal that they used to have. They'll come to church, but they're going to come in late and leave as quick as they possibly can. They're, they're going to come, and, and uh, uh, they'll, they'll, they'll be seen, but don't ask them to do anything. Don't ask them to serve. I've got too many other things i got going on in my life. And so, rather than walking close to the Lord, there's a distance there. And so now he's following afar off. And we're going to see, we're going to see how that plays out in his life. It's never good. Stay close to the Lord. You remember that night, they went to the Garden of Gethsemane. And they, they, uh, he, Jesus left some of the disciples and he took the th other three with him, Peter, James, and John. And they went a little bit further, and the Lord become burdened, 
And he says, you guys stay here. I'm going to go a, a little bit further and pray. And he came back, and what were they doing? They were sleeping, right? And what did Jesus say? Pray that you enter not into temptation, right? The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Our spirit says, I'm going to serve Jesus till the day I die. I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to love the Lord. I'm going to be a soul winner until, until God ministers or speaks to you and the opportunity to be a soul winner shows up and we decide to slip back a little bit. All right? They're asleep. The Spirit is winning. The Spirit says, I will go to prison. I will die for you. But the flesh, the flesh says, I don't know about that. And now I'm falling at a distance. I'm just not as close to the Lord as I used to be. And the reason for that is because we're thinking more about ourselves than we're thinking about Christ. What's going to happen to me if I still walk close to him? I mean, I said I'd go to prison, but I didn't really mean it, you know? Watch verse 55. What happens next is Satan gets us in the wrong crowd. And when they had kindled a fire in the midst of the hall and were set down together, Peter sat down among them. Now what we find in this crowd of people that's built, that built this fire, these were people who were opposed to Jesus. They had gathered together. And this man who was following afar off is now hanging out with the wrong crowd. He would have never done that. But Satan desired to sift him. Verse 56. Satan can get us to focus on everything but God. But a certain maid beheld him as he sat by the fire and earnestly looked upon him and said, This man was also with him. And he denied, saying, Woman, I know him not. He denied Christ. I don't know. I don't know who he is. Does that sound like, does that sound like Peter? Not the Peter that we know, right? Does that sound like the spiritual giant? Does it sound like him? She's looking at him. I believe the fire is burning brightly. And, and she's looking and she keeps listening and keeps watching. And she sees his face and she says, I've seen you before. used to go to Somerville Baptist, right? No. No. You used to go to church, right? I, uh, I run into a young man uh, years ago, this is years ago, 
and uh, I'd preach at his church. Um, and I, I, his, he grew up with my little brother, and I preached at his church. And anyways, I was at a uh, restaurant in Hazel Green having lunch with somebody, and I walked out, and I saw him as he walked in. And we chatted for just a moment, and then he asked me this question. He said, are you still preaching? And I said, I'm still living. I said, are you still going, are you still, I'm not going to name the church. Are you still going to church? Nah, man. I said, why not? He says, that stuff's, he says, that stuff's too hard for me. I can't live that. And I said, it's a whole lot easier than living without it. Amen? I can't do that. At some point, I mean, this, this, when, I preached at his, when I preached at his church, that young man was a teenager. He was on fire for God. Now he's a young adult. I saw who he was with. That's one of the reasons why I was concerned. He was with the wrong crowd. I knew the crowd that he was with. A couple of years before that, you would have never seen him with that bunch. But there he was. Nah, man, I can't do that. Lots of wonderful, spiritual, on fire for God people. Who you would think would never get away from God. slowly start getting a little bit farther and farther away. And they don't want to be with a church, so they find their own crowd. Satan can cause you to deny your Savior, verse 58. And after a little while, another saw him. He said, Thou art also of them. Peter said, Man, I am not. Get you to deny Jesus. To deny your Savior. Both in words and lifestyle. And Satan can get you to deny who you really are, verse 59 and 60. About the space of one hour after another, confidently affirmed, saying of a truth, this fellow was also with him, for he is a Galilean. And Peter said, man, I know not what thou sayest. Deny who you really are. I don't know him. I'm not with that group. I'm not who you think I am. And the whole time, Brian, the whole time the Lord allows it to happen. You with me? He allows it. Because he says, Satan wants to sift you. He wants to pound on you. Pound on you. 
And inwardly, there becomes this battle and this struggle. I just lose a fire for it. Great man is Peter. It can happen to any of us. Satan can change a conversation. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 26. Verse 74. Well, let's look at verse 73. And after a while came unto him they that stood by and said to Peter, Surely thou art also one of them, for thy speech bereath thee. Then began he to curse and to swear, saying, I know not the man. And immediately the cock crew. Cursing and swearing. Cursing and swearing. I know not the man. His language changed. He changes your conversation. And then in verse 61 and 62, Satan can break your fellowship. And the, go back to Luke 22, I'm sorry. Luke 22, our text, 61. And the Lord turned when that cock crowed. And the Lord turned and looked upon Peter. And Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said unto him, Before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. And Peter went out and wept bitterly. You realize this, Luke? You don't have a conversation that Jesus doesn't hear, right? You don't have a thought in your mind. You don't have a, a something in your heart that is rooted there that Jesus doesn't already know. He's God manifest in the flesh, and he knows what you're going through, and he knows what you're thinking, Landon. And he knows he's denying, and he knows he's over there cursing and swearing, and he can see him. And when that rooster crowed, Jesus turned. He knew exactly where he was, and he turned, and he looked him right in the eyes. Peter saw him there. In the same way that the Holy Spirit convicts us, we have a decision. Do we run back to Jesus and get our heart right? Or do we run and leave? And that moment he wept bitterly. He wept. This big, strong man, right? Broad-shouldered, strong man. I, I mean, tough guy. He runs out of there weeping bitterly. Because fellowship had been broken between him and Jesus Christ. But thankfully the Lord didn't give up on him. Right? Go to John chapter 21. And look with me in verse 15. So when they had dined, Jesus saith to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? He saith to him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. 
He saith unto him, Feed my lambs. He saith to him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my sheep. He saith unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? And Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus said unto him, Feed my sheep. Now, I, I, I preached on this subject not too long ago, and I'm not going to go into all the details of everything that Christ is saying there. But w- one thing that I want us to get tonight is his admission in verse 17. When Peter said, Lord, thou knowest all things. Because Peter had a bad habit of arguing with Jesus. Jesus would say something, he says, no, Lord, no, Lord, not so, Lord. Here, Peter comes to Jesus and he says, you know everything. Uh, You know all things. He'd been humbled, but his heart had had gotten right with the Lord. And the Lord came back to him. And they, and, and you see early in the verse, when Peter found out it was the Lord, he swam to him as quick as he possibly could. Fellowship was restored, and Peter goes on to become the great apostle and preacher that we know him as, all right? Here's, here's something that I want us to get tonight, all right? What I want us to get tonight is this. Sometimes we're going to go through the fire. We're going to go through a struggle. You Hope House guys, listen to me, all right? Everybody who enters the house loves it. The first few weeks, the first month, they just, they're, just, they're enjoying the fellowship. They're enjoying getting close to the Lord. But after a few months, when every, just like everything else, when it becomes routine... All of a sudden, you're not on fire like you used to be, and, and, and some things are going on. And I, I'm telling you what, in that particular moment, Satan's going to come along and try to ruin your testimony. Y'all with me? Going to try to get you out, get you back on your own. And yeah, you can still be following Jesus, but you'll be following for a far off. And if you're not careful, you're back with the same crowd that you used to be with, right? So understand, understand this warning. And everybody in here is not too big that we cannot fall. I heard this the other day, I'll just tell you this. Uh, the, uh, some of the preschool kids, they were, they were learning about uh, the serpent you know, in the garden, and uh, how that was, that was Satan. And uh, they were down here playing the other day, I think, and I don't know if it's a real snake or a dead snake, but the kids started scry- screaming, that's the devil! The devil's trying to... <laughs> this is as cute as it can be. <clears throat> Listen, one denial, all right? One decision, and that serpent wraps around. It leads to another bad decision, and it wraps around. And another bad decision, and it wraps around. 
and it starts to squeeze. Satan would love to ruin your faith. He would love to ruin your testimony. He would love to get you out of church, get your family out of church, especially parents with young children. I see this often. Satan would love to get you out of church so you're not influencing your children for Christ. Amen? Parents with teenagers would love to get you out of church so that your children are not under the influence of the Word of God. Any of us, he would love to get us out of church so that we're not under the influence of the Word of God and we can't make a difference in other people's life. Right? If he can get us out and he can get us denying, and he can get us cursing and swearing and hanging out with the wrong people and, 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 and doing everything we can to just not even think about Jesus and not think about God's word and, and, and what God wants from us, he would love to make that happen. But isn't it good to know Jesus is praying for us? He's at the right hand of the Father making intercession for you and I. Thank God. And you know who the greatest is, Don? You know who the greatest is? The one who serves. Right? The one who serves. Father, I pray that you bless the word of God tonight. And that you use it to be a help to us.